listening. Uh, we're having so much fun doing oh, yeah. this. This is a blast. It has been so fun, and yeah. I, I hope you guys can feel our, our the way we are with each other here. You know, we we do we are good friends, and we do gig each other any chance we get. Absolutely, but we some we, more we than are, others. Yeah, but, but it all <laughs> is all in fun. Absolutely, My head is a little spoken. <laughs> Well, you know, he, Wilcox, he told me Friday night at the football game, he said, I might be be- beating Wilcox this week. I might be beating Wilcox this it's week. It's hard to call. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, it's hard to call a football game when you're looking Check at score. Oh, no doubt. I was down there running chains. The <laughs> Where, where's the first down, Mark? He's over on the 30. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. It is another wonderful day here at the American Safeguard Insurance Studio here in Conway, Arkansas. I'm here with... Maddie Stats Wilcox. Maddie, how are you today? I'm good, Junk. How are you? I'm doing awesome this week, Matt. How about you, Stuttgart Carl? Man, I am doing good, doing good. We've got a great show lined up this week on Between the Mats. What is this? Episode five, I believe. It is. Episode five is hard to believe we've been doing this for five weeks now. Um, you know, I had a tough time, I'm not gonna lie, getting my head in the door to come in to do this. Because I was it's right. already started. I it's was, already started. I, listen, it, he's like one of those guys that celebrates his touchdown before he crosses the goal line. You know what I'm saying? But I crossed the goal line this week, Matt. <laughs> I crossed the goal line. And, you know, I thought maybe Carl would have some kind of, like, championship bell noise lined up for me. Okay, okay, okay. So you want to hear it now? I yeah, worked on yeah. something for you. Oh, yeah, let me hear I it. I worked on something for you all weekend. And I was going to wait and play it later in the show, but since your head couldn't get through the door. Well, if it has anything to do with Crystal Ball, this is the show for it, baby. (laughs) All right, here you go. After y'all see my pick from last week, we're going to talk about a little bit. You're going to call me Crystal Ball. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, (laughs) and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, You know, I'm just just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. You know, what I'm talking about. There you go. Carl, I am a big, hairy winning machine. (laughs) (laughs) That's just for you, brother. So, uh, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, Looks like we already have. (laughs) Listen, I mean, it didn't hurt that after, or maybe you should say it didn't help y'all, that after I won this week's picks, that... The opening line comes out for the Arkansas LSU. <laughs> and guess what? Hey, Crystal ball. You know, but that's still subject to change. You know, we were sitting here talking before the podcast, getting this news about, you know, the Hogs having some COVID issues. I mean, you know, it still could affect the line before kickoff. So so I'm sitting on the couch Sunday, you know, figuring the stats for the, the picks last week. And I figured that, you know, Junk beat me by three games this week. And so – was kind of licking my wounds there, and then I get a group text from Carl said, "Well, Junk's on a roll. <laughs> Arkansas's favorite in the LSU game, and that we're going to hear about it." 
Did you notice in that text when he, you know, let us know that I'd won the week of picking that he had a couple of like random stats in there that he had won that like didn't make like came out of left field. It's like, well, when the tide's up, uh, I'm 38% and junk's 12. <laughs> I was like, what's the deal? It's small victories, baby. <laughs> so, hogs. Yeah. Let's talk about the hogs. Hey, yes. you know. It's easy to get get down about after getting your rear end kick like that, but we saw a lot of good things about it. For one, Kyle Kyle Trask He's is the real. real deal. He's a real deal, and he couldn't have played any better Friday or Saturday. I mean he he's as good as they come, and and he just had one of those play out of your mind. I think it's what Matt said to me that Saturday lights out performances. You know he played a perfect game and he took care of business. Felipe Franks though. Continued to impress throwing 15 for 19. Yeah. 250 yards, two touchdowns. He did great. Yeah, he did. He, he managed the ball game well. Didn't really get us in any trouble. Didn't turn the ball over. You know, I look back at that game, Junk, and it's easy to be disappointed when you get beat as yeah. bad as we did. Right. But I'm going to tell you something. Florida is the real deal. They are. I mean, they're they're one of the best football teams in the country, in my opinion. I think they're in the in conversation for the playoffs. Uh, a legit conversation. I think, you know, if they play A&M again, I think Florida beats them. Right. I was just going to say, I think A&M is a top ten, if not maybe top five team, but they don't want to play Florida again. Right. And, you know, defensively, you know, in that game, the only thing that I was really frustrated about was we were only rushing three. And if you give a quarterback like Trask that amount of time and those receivers of that caliber that amount of time – I don't care if you put 25 defenders back there. They're going to find a space to get open. Especially, and we talked about this earlier today, especially running zone. You know, we've been successful, especially at times with the zone. You know, it really shook shook up people when they saw us run the zone against Mississippi State because they had just dominated LSU the right. week before. But when what we've seen, and, and it makes sense, but when you run a, run a zone all game against a – team with a quarterback like a Kellen Mon or Cal Trask, there's always a holes in a zone. Sure. That's the way it's designed. And when you've got a guy that can find those holes, it really can put you in a bad position. Yeah. Well, you know, even when we uh, went to man-to-man, we had bus coverages too. You know, so it it, it didn't seem like we were the type of secondary that likes to play maybe man-to-man because we haven't done it much this year. Well, and and to be successful in a zone, you've got to make a guy – Make a bad decision. Yeah. You know, either he's going to not find anybody open and throw it away or get sacked or throw an interception. Or, you know, if if we get a rush, and that's what you were talking about, mm-hmm. bringing, bringing, you know, we got to we got to bring people. And, and if you let a guy like him sit back there, he's just going to pick you apart. And it's easy to sit here and be an armchair quarterback. Sure. And, you know, we've, we've raved on Barry Odom all year about the defense that he's dialed up. And, and so the games that it doesn't work, you can't just pile on. Because no. He obviously knows what he's doing. But at the same time, if, if you got a guy sitting back there being successful and picking you apart, if he's going to complete the pass anyway – Bring some pressure and try to make him uncomfortable. Right, right, and at least hurry him up. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, uh, another big part, you know, we talked about about Felipe being so good this week and, and, and it's really done well all season. Somebody that keeps performing, we, we really, you know, we talk about how great Burks is, and he's such a, a unique athlete. He's so physically gifted and he's so good at football. But Mike Woods continues to perform. 
you know, two two more touchdowns Saturday, 129 yards receiving. You know, seeing him score, I think he had two two touchdowns the week before. Right. You know, to have him along with the Burks is is such a, a such a big deal, because especially when you got Davion Warren going out for the year with the ACL injury. Mm-hmm. You know, we need people like Trey Knox to step up. Start start being an addition to this team, and you got Blake Kern. He he continues to catch. I mean, I think they threw the ball to him like eight times. He's a big man. He is. Um, so the passing game seems to be really good. Running game, hey, two hundred yards again. I think we had two. I think both teams had two hundred eight yards rushing Saturday. And Traylon Smith keeps getting it done. Man, he looks good. And he's just a he's a change of pace back. And you know, I, I like the combination of Boyd I do too. and Smith. You know, a lot of people are are doubting Boyd, and he does look a, a step slow this year for whatever reason. But I was looking at the numbers coming into this LSU game, and you know, Smith is averaging five point seven yards a carry, and Burks is he's averaging three point eight. So right, even though it's not groundbreaking numbers, he's still averaging almost four yards a carry. Well, it's like I was telling you earlier today, you know. <laughs> He's not getting the sexy uh, run-out wide type plays. They're giving the ball to Burks to get first downs. Between the, the tackles. That's right. And and so, you know, he's not going to get those 25-yard gains more than likely unless somebody misses an assignment on defense or he just absolutely blows somebody over. Right. So, and, and I do agree. I think he looks a little slower. I'm not convinced that he's 100% either. Yeah. So, what do you think about this LSU ball game? Battle of the boot, baby. Yeah, I, you know – this LSU team, you know, we've heard a lot of things about them this year. One thing I noticed in, in prep, prep, my preparation for today is they've got a pretty good offense. They do. They they score a lot of points, score a lot of point, more points than we do. Now our our opponents have been considerably different mm-hmm. coming up to this point. I did not realize until you told me today they're, that they're down a quarterback, though. Yeah, so Miles Brennan, their, their quarterback coming into the season, actually the first couple of games was on pace to beat Joe Burrow's record uh, to start the season. I mean, he had – just some stellar numbers starting the season. Went out with an injury. So, I did hear from Coach Orgeron that they are going to play two quarterbacks this week. They're two freshmen, uh, two different ball players. One's a uh, a big athletic kid. I think he's 6'6", 240. Yeah. Does not look like a quarterback. But um, they're going to play two freshman quarterbacks this week. You no know, junk looking at their numbers. You know, defensively, they're giving up almost 34 points a game, almost 500 yards. They're giving up defensively a week. I saw that 458 yards of offense yeah. and like 480 on defense. Yeah. Giving up 335 yards through the air, 143 on the ground. So we ought to be able to move the ball. And it, as as our offense continues to click and get better and, and learn this this Brow style offense, I, I I look for us to put up some points against LSU. I do too. You know, anybody that's giving up those kind of numbers on defense, I feel really good about the Hogs offensively. Defensively, you know we've we've seen where we've been exposed in some places, but I, I like you said them them losing their their quarterback, you know going to a two a two quarterback system which we see rarely works. Right. Um, you know if we can get some pressure on these guys and and enforce some turnovers, I really think it's our our game to uh, to win. Plus, you know, like we mentioned earlier, and I predicted last week, uh, we have the line. We are favored by one, and we're at home. We're at home, and you know, LSU. The last time they played was twenty one days ago. Coming in Saturday will be twenty one days since they played a football game, and the last time they played was on Halloween, and they got drummed by Auburn, forty eight to eleven. Yeah, and I just and I just wonder too how much they've practiced in between those times. Right. You know, if guys are out for quarantine reasons or whatever, not being able to practice, how much practice have they 
actually been able to do. So there's a lot of questions going into this game. Well, you Saturday. know, Matt Matt thinks that practice is unnecessary. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Carl, speaking of the LSU Tigers. Yeah, yeah. How do you break an LSU Tiger grad's finger? How? Punch him in the nose. <laughs> so what's your pick for Arkansas LSU guy? <laughs> speaking of pick. <laughs> man, I'm taking the Hogs. I think we're going to win by 10 points. I think it's a big pick. Uh, and I think that they are coming to Fayetteville desperate for a win, but also desperate to beat the Hogs. Sure. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to go Hogs. Um, I'm going to go Hogs by three in this one. Carl? All right. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I think we're going to beat them by at least 17. So I, how does a guy that, that, that – Picks us to to not cover the spread for the first time. And did so they? They didn't. But okay. where, did, but okay. where does this this magic crystal ball shall just, we say? <laughs> I just think there's a there's from? a lot of factors at LSU right now. Uh, not being able to practice, quarterback issues, defensive issues, and Arkansas hasn't beaten them what in four mm. years probably. Probably right. So well, and, and to be honest. They're just not very good this year. No, they're not. And that's why I think Arkansas is going to come out and they're going to roll them. I really do. I think they're going to roll them. So Hopefully, we get to play. Yeah. Mm, that's true, too. That's yeah. Right. You know, we've had a hear, uh, heard some kind of early rumbling this week that we have some players maybe going to be out mm-hmm. with some COVID tests. And we, we don't, don't know, know who, who it, it is yeah, or how many. Yeah. All we know is that your chick said that we our numbers looked fine in regards to the SEC requirements to play the game. Mm-hmm. But it's still early in the week. Yeah. Well. All right, well, that's going to do it for the hog talk for right now. Let's go ahead and get into our, I guess it would be week one, actually, yeah. because we had play-in games. I don't know really what you call it, but our second week of the Arkansas High School State playoffs. Man, what a week last week, Junk. It was fun to see some playoff football in the state of Arkansas. Man, it was a lot of fun. You know, a couple of uh, big upsets we weren't expecting in different classifications. What what I found to be kind of entertaining for us was there was a couple of games that we we felt like we should have picked and then we talked ourselves out of right and then we ended up losing the pick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most of them were you losing because I won the week. In case y'all didn't hear that in the first couple minutes of the show, so let me inflate Junk's head just a little bit more while we're at it. So our picks for last week, first round of playoffs, we picked forty six ball games. I was thirty three for forty six for a seventy two percent pick rate and junk was 36 of 46 for a 78 percent so he's although he beat me he still made a c so it brings us up our overall picks for the for the year i'm at 124 of 153 for 81 percent junk's at 121 for 153 for 79 percent any more of those extra stats you want to throw in there i think that speaks for itself (laughs) and by the way 78 is a high c (laughs) all right so let's jump into it let's get into 2a for the week uh, you want to go over your top five, John? Yeah, it really didn't change, you know, uh, mainly because the top five teams either didn't play or they played an eight, seven, eight seed. Right. Uh, Fordyce, number one, they're 11 and 0. Gurdon, number two, at eight and one. Desarc, 10 and 0 at three. Bigelow, four, 11 and 0. And Junction City, five at seven and two. Um, this week, Fordyce is going to have a rematch with Clarendon. You know, they rolled them the first time. Should probably expect them to be a similar result. Uh, Gurdon. You know, they're going to play Carlisle, who won a track meet against my my <laughs> Hornets last they week. Did. But they scored 72 points and got it done. But I think Gurdon's probably going to be a little too much for them this week. Uh, 
you know, Deslark not playing last week. They're just now getting those playoff juices flowing with Mount out of the first round. And I think Bigelow faces a pretty good test. Yeah. Uh, their first round opponent's Hampton, mm-hmm. and that's a little different style of football down there and uh, in a tough conference. Sure. So it could be it could be a game. I'm with you. Um, and, you know, I think McCrory could be a good game for my number five, Junction City. Yeah, you know, McCrory is one of those – I actually picked against McCrory last week, and they come out and play some really good football. I did not pick against McCrory. <laughs> so I actually have the exact same top five uh, as you um, – they were the same five as last week, uh, Fordyce one, Garden two, Desarc three, Bigelow four, and Junction City five. We'll go ahead and jump into our ASI spotlight game of the week for 2A this week. We got Poen, who's 9-1 on the season, going two Dirks, uh, who's 9-1 also. About a two-hour drive for Poen. Um, you know, Poen comes into this game coming off a round one win over Cedar Ridge, 42-0. Dirks beat the Mountainburg in a convincing 50-0 round one matchup. Um you know, these two teams junk squared off in week four with Poen beating them uh, 21-12. Yeah, you know, tough tough matchup early in the season of two teams that are kind of, I don't want to say surprises because they're both, they have good programs, but I don't know anybody expected to see these teams go 9-1. and one. Right. And so here we are again in the playoffs, same two teams. It was an eight-point game, nine-point game. Was it 21-12? 21-12. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're here we are again, but we're at Derrick's. And I, I man, I'm going. I think that uh, I think the Outlaws are going to beat them. Do you? I do. You know, I think the I think the tables are going to turn a little bit. Um, I'm I'm going with the Outlaws by three. Okay, I've got you know I've got a couple stats for you. I, looking at this Poen Indian uh, team, senior quarterback Jackson Carter, he may be the toughest kid in the state of Arkansas. <laughs> so I was reading I was reading on him last year. He fractured his shoulder in week three oh, last year. Man. Then he fractured his foot in week 10 and never missed a snap. Played through all of that the entire wow. season. So, you know, if you're going to have to face a kid like that, you, you can't count him out. You know, he, he threw for over 1,200 yards. Uh, he's thrown for over 1,200 yards this season, 18 touchdowns, only four interceptions. Uh, they've got a 1,000-yard back in Blake Rhodes. You know, you look at Dirks, they're all conference junior running back. Connor Shelton had, had over 1,100 yards a season ago, and he's their work, workhorse offensively. They got a couple of good linebackers. Um, I think this is going to be a very close ball game. You look at them; they both averaging thirty six points a game. Yeah, defense. Both defenses are really good. I'm going to go with Dirks with you. I'm going to go with Dirks by six in this one. You know, it, it's hard to beat a really good team twice. That's right. It's, you know, when things are pretty even and you got two good football teams, how often do you see them split? And points going on the road. That's right. And so that's the reason I gave the edge to Dirks. As did I. All right, so that'll jump us into our lightning round for uh, 2A. We'll go in Mount Ida, going to Desarc. I've got Desarc by 21. I got the Eagles by 22. All right, Hampton going to Bigelow. This is that matchup you alluded to, Junk. This ought to be a really good ball game. You know, Bigelow's undefeated on the season, but Hampton Hampton's a good football team. And like I said, it's a different style of football. I'm going to give the edge to the home team. I'm going to go Bigelow by three. I went with the Panthers by six as well. I mean, I, I think it could be a close one. Yep. Then you got Junction City going on the road to McCrory. McCrory coming off a huge win last week. I think Junction City's going to be too much. I got Junction City by 10. Yeah, I agree, Matt. I think they're, they're just too much for them. Uh, I'm going with them by 16. Carlisle going to Garden. I've got the Go Devils by 21. I got them by 22. Quitman, big win last week. Uh, I believe it's the first win in uh, Quitman 
history. In playoffs? In playoffs, yep. So, big win by Quitman last week. Shout out to them. They're going to East Poinsett County this week. I've got East Poinsett by 13. I got them by nine. You know, we didn't get to see East Poinsett play because of their, their, their game was COVID, right. you know. And then you got Clarendon, another rematch. Uh, Clarendon going to Fordyce. Fordyce handled them earlier in the season. I look for Fordyce to win this one as well. I got Fordyce by 17. Okay, I went by 28. I didn't know if I may have picked too much. But uh, I don't remember. I know they they beat them pretty soundly. They did. And then you got the last game in 2A. You got Foreman going to Magazine. I'm going to take the road team in this one. I got Foreman by four. I, too, have Foreman. And, you know, I kind of – on my preseason deal, I kind of – or pre-playoffs deal, I kind of – I picked Hazen to beat Magazine, and then I picked Hazen to beat Foreman. Right. But I I, kind of changed my mind. I think Foreman – you know, they had a big win Saturday or Friday – and I, I think they might beat magazine. So you're 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 telling me you're a Gator fan now? Ooh, <laughs> there's there are worse things. There are worse things. <laughs> All right, well that'll wrap us up for two A. We'll jump right into our top five for three A. My three A top five stayed the same uh, this week as well. There were only a few a handful of games last week in three A. So. Um, Actually, all top five teams did not play. And so I've got Harding Academy at one, Prescott at two, Hoxie at three, Rising at four, and McGee at five. I, too, have Harding Academy at one, Prescott at two, McGee three, Rising four, and Hoxie at five. So the same team. Same teams is a little different. different Hey, did you know that the coach at Harding Academy is a Murfreesboro Rattler? I did not know that. He is. And so I, I pull for him because we have that he also played football at Harding. Oh, okay. So we have the brotherhood of the Harding Bison. But but he's your bitter rival from oh, high school. Man, he's a rattler, you know. <laughs> he's a good guy, he yeah. is, and, and great family. Uh, by the way, did we mention anything about that? Uh, you mentioned Quitman won, but did you mention how they won? I did not. They thumped. The Murfreesboro Rattlers, <laughs> a game in which Matt Wilcox picked the Murfreesboro Rattlers. <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Every game, every game that you miss, he's going to remind you. I know I might be going overboard, <laughs> but this is huge, okay? I never win. I never, ever win. I'm the jokes guy. Matt, maybe you should have made the jokes this week. <laughs> oh, all right. So our spotlight 3A game of the week is – and this, you know, there was a lot of different ways we could have gone this week in 3A. There's some really good matchups, but just looking at the the matchup itself, I think I feel like junk. This is going to be a really good ball game. You got Lincoln, who's five and five on the year, going to Atkins, who's seven and three. Um, what do you think about this game, John? I think that it was real hard to pick one. It was. Uh, I think you did a good job by making this the game of the week. Uh, you know, they Lincoln has come on at the end of the season, scoring a lot of points and winning a lot of games on the back end of the season. Mm-hmm. And they won a big one last week. Um, Atkins, you know, they've pretty much handled business in their conference other than the teams you would kind of expect them to lose to, right. like Boonville and Paris. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, there was one other team in that conference who was also – I think those are the only two conference losses they had. Oh, it may be. Okay, okay. Yeah. So – it was a tough one to pick, but I, with the way Lincoln's playing right now, I did I did pick Lincoln by twelve. Okay, yeah, I look at this game and, and statistically, it's one of the reasons I picked it. You know, Lincoln's averaging thirty one points a game on offense, giving up twenty four points a game defense. Atkins is giving they're scoring thirty three points a game offense and giving up twenty five. So almost identical stats. 
quarterback, uh, senior quarterback Levi Wright for Lincoln, he moved to quarterback this season, and he has over 2,000 yards and 30 touchdowns on the year. Um, you look at on the other side, Atkins, their junior quarterback, Zach Berkemeyer, he leads the Red Devils with over 1,600 yards passing and 21 TDs. Uh, All-conference receiver Creed Stubbs, uh, he's one of the fastest kids on the field no matter who you play. He's got 36 catches on the year for 600 yards. I think in the end, um, I think Lincoln's just going to be a little bit too much for Atkins, even though they're going to Atkins. I'm going to go with Lincoln in, by three in this one. Now, did you take into consideration a pregame speech by Brian Touchdown Sims? I did take that into consideration. We got a little inside information that swayed my decision. I, I had Atkins picked in this ballgame. Yeah. But I, I am going to go with Lincoln by three in this one. All right. All right. I so, like it. So, into our lightning round for 3A. We got Smackover going to the defending state champion, Harding Academy. I got Harding Academy by 30. I got Harding Academy by 38. Harrisburg going to Jesseville. I've got Jesseville by three. Harrisburg by five. This was one I – man, I could have flipped a coin. I, You know, it could have gone either way. So, that's the first pick that we've disagreed it on. It is. It is. All right. We got Hackett going to Boonville. I got Boonville by 27. I picked Boonville by 24. Osceola going to Dollarway. This was another another tough one for me. Um, as well. I went with the road team. I got Osceola by six. Oh, yeah. I, I did, too. I went by five. I kind of thought you might pick Dollarway. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree. Okay. Mayflower going to Charleston. I got Charleston by 24. Charleston by 28. West Fork going to Glen Rose. I got Glen Rose by 17. Glen Rose by eight. Okay, center point going to Rising. This ought to be an interesting ball game, Junk. I mean, yeah. center point's played some good football yeah. this year, and Rising hasn't played a lot of football, but I think Rising's going to get them. I got Rising by 10. I got Rising by 18, and I'm glad you said that because I was just thinking the same thing, that this could be a lot of a good a game that would be a lot of fun to watch. Right. I think probably two, maybe three quarters, it's a really good ball game. I think Rising probably pulls out in the end and, and takes it. Yeah, defensively, Rising's really good. Yeah, they are. And we got Camden Harmony Grove going to Pigot, which is a four-hour and 30-minute road trip. And that's, that's a long ways away, man. And I think these two teams are really evenly matched, but that's the reason I went with the home team because of the travel. I got Pigot by one. See, we're going to differ on this one as well. I'm going to go – I'm going with Harmony Grove. I think that uh, their style of play is going to be a little much for those boys in the Northeast. Yeah. And I'm going Harmony Grove by seven. Okay. Got Drew Central going to Prescott. I got Prescott by 45. I got him by 44. Okay. Cedarville going to Melbourne. I got Melbourne by 10. This could be a good game. Could I be. picked Melbourne by 12, but Cedarville's won a lot of games this year. They have, and that's an, that's another – that's a three-hour and 56-minute drive. Yeah, and you remember Melbourne taking that trip down to Carmel, Harmony Grove? Yeah. We picked Camden and – we both picked Camden and lost our rear ends. That's on right. One. Sure did. All right, then the next game you got Bismarck going to McGee. I've got McGee by 28. I do too. Okay, Lakeville is going to Hoxie. I got Hoxie by 38. I got him 36. Okay, that's another four-hour trip. I got Corning going to Newport. Newport by 34. I got him by 28. Okay. Salem going to Paris. Paris by 21. 22. Three, that's a three-hour and 51-minute drive. And then Perryville going to Greenland. I got Greenland by 13. I got him by 18. I'm really shocked at how cl- not only are our picks so similar, but man, the scores. Yeah, we're really close. I know it's scary that we think alike. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, I I did. I just 
we figured all these travel times for these playoff games just because I thought it was really interesting. You're looking down at the 3A, all the travel times. Most of them, almost all of them, are two hours and over, except for the Hackett and Boonville game, and it's only a 42-minute Yeah, drive. You know what's funny is you get in these, these smaller classifications, and that's the way it is. I remember when I was in high school, we went to Greenland one year. That's up one side of the state. We went to Barton one year. That's across the state. And it's always, you know, they're so spread out. There's so many small schools all over the state. And then you get to, like, 7A, and it's like – Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Little Rock. Right. And if it's not every school, every single 7A school is in that little triangle right there. Sure. And so it's just kind of interesting. It, it makes such a big difference for, for – I mean, it's it's tough to drive four or five hours and play football. Man, it is. You sit on one of those yellow dogs for four and a half hours and then have to get out and stretch, get your mind right. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it takes a toll on you. Absolutely. All right. Well, that will wrap us up for 3A. Mr. Stuttgart Carl, that brings us into our ASI question of the week or email question of the week. I got you. You've got mail. Dude, this thing claims I have mail. It's amazing what we can do with computers these days. Dude, now I'm reading it. All right, there's a little intro for mail. And this week, our email is coming from Scott E. of Bryant. And he says, hey, guys, love the podcast and the different takes you have, not only on high school teams, but the Hogs as well. He said, my question has to do with Felipe Franks. He says, will he have more total yards this weekend against LSU than LSU's total offense since they're going to be playing two separate quarterbacks at LSU? Hmm. What do you think, John? He said, thanks so and keeps up Felipe the good work. Frank's having more total, total yards, yards by himself than yeah. LSU's offense. Yes. Well, I mean, LSU's offense is averaging 450 yards a game. Yeah, but they're de- but our defense has been playing well, too. That's why I thought this was well, a pretty good question. Even if our question. defense cuts it in half, you're still looking at as much as Felipe did last week. Yeah, but that was uh, but that was against a pretty good defense. Well, he still had 250 yards. <laughs> I mean, so what I, you're saying is no. You don't I, no, I don't think so. But I, I don't think that that's a real comparable deal there. I mean, you're you're saying you're not saying quarterback versus quarterback. No, you're uh, saying quarterback versus entire offense. Yes. So you're taking you're adding in that 120 yards a game of rushing that they're getting. Yeah, I mean, it's their so, total. They're a total so offense. I, no, I, I don't think I don't think that yeah, Felipe will no, have more total yards. So well, I think we can beat their rear ends and still not. Have more yards than their entire offense. So, you don't you don't think Felipe can throw for three fifty? See, that's what I think, Matt. That's what I read the question. I was thinking he's going to tear them up. That's what I think. I mean, the cat from the the Costello cat from Mississippi State threw for like eight thousand. Yeah, yards it was a ton, man. Yeah, he legitimately like six plus. Yeah, wasn't it? It, it was, was over six hundred. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible. I just don't. I mean, if you look at the numbers and you make a logical decision, you're going to say 450 versus a guy that on a good week may have 300 yards. Okay, that's his. But right. but take into consideration, you know, I do I do understand that they're averaging 450 a game offensively, 450 yards. But you got to take those first two weeks out because their quarterback is not. I mean, he was throwing for almost 400 yards a game those first couple of weeks. He's not there. You got two freshman quarterback that's not going to throw for what he threw. threw but for. when he was throwing for 400 yards, were they still rushing for 120? Yeah, were they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get, I get it. Uh, I just, I, I, I don't think, I don't think that he'll outperform their entire offense. But I do think that we will still win the ball game. Okay, all right. 
Or you think Wilcox? I, I I think he's got a shot. I yeah. think he's I think he's going to have his best game to date. I mm-hmm. think he's you know he's firing on all centers right now. He's making good decisions. I think against this poor defense, this poor secondary of, of LSU, I think he's going to shred them. I do too. And I think I think defensively, I think defensively, if we can get after their quarterbacks a little bit, and you know too, you know we've been exposed in that zone that we talked about earlier, Junk, we've been exposed by two veteran quarterbacks. Sure, sure. Two guys. But that's what works against that zone. Right. That's what I'm saying, though, is you've got two freshman quarterbacks that aren't going to be able to sit back there and pick us apart like those two veterans have. And so I think we're going to mix it up. We're going to scheme them up. And I I look for them to struggle a little bit against this defense. We've got to get after them, though. Yeah. Well, and then the limited amount of practices they've had, too. You know, there's just a lot of factors there. I think Felipe will. I think he'll he'll have more total yards than, than LSU. Well, Wilcox never answered. He said, I think you got a shot. Well, this isn't uh, – is it possible? <laughs> I mean, we know it's possible. What do you think? I think he will. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think he will. Mark it down. <laughs> I got it marked down. So, there you go. That's our email you said, question. You said yes as well? Yeah, I did. Oh, there's two weeks in a row. Both of y'all are wrong. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. That's our email question from Scott. Ia Bryant, man, thanks for sending that in. And remember, send us your questions to uh, betweenthemats at gmail.com. Uh, we'll pick one out, and, and uh, we'll have a discussion about it. But, uh, but yeah, good question. We appreciate you, Scott. Thanks so much. Hey, Carl. Yes, sir. Do you know why that Tiger fans smell so bad? Oh, boy. No, I don't. So blind people can hate them, too. <laughs> That's just wrong. And, you know, it might be some of my – not really hatred towards LSU, but out of the teams in the SEC, this is one team that I cannot stand. And every time they lose, I don't care who they're playing, I'm ecstatic. So, you know, I might I be feel just sorry for them. Whatever, dude. I don't. You think they felt sorry for us coming in and did what they did to us last year? You know year? what I think? You really want to know what I think about LSU? I think we're seeing an Ed Orgeron coach football team. I agree with that. Because that's what he's done everywhere he's been. I agree with that. And everybody last year from LSU was all, yeah, we got the coach now. Yeah, we got that coach, and he's going to be great. And uh, He's home now. Well, he's doing the same thing he's done. He had – Carl, you could have won the NCAA championship last year with that team. Hey, I can walk around and clap my hands that's just right. as good as he he's can. A, he's a, he's a, a fire guy, but I also think he's kind of – let it get to him a little bit, you know. He had some good assistance last year, too. He, and he had the talent, and now they're just like, what do we do? So, yeah, I agree with you, dude. I don't think he's a good coach at all. So, All right. All right, Matty. Scott, thanks for the email. All right, let's yes, jump. appreciate you. Let's go ahead and jump into 4A. Um, top five. Junk, give us your top five for 4A this week. The Rice Birds from Stuttgart. Got them at one. Got them at one. Again, I had them there last year. Last yes, sir. Week. Yes, sir. Nine and oh, didn't play last week. Uh, had a bye, as did all five of my uh, <laughs> of uh, my top five, which I changed a little bit. Okay. Uh, number two, I've got the Scrappers at Nashville, seven and two. Number three, Shallow Christian. Uh, the Saints are nine and one. Uh, I put Rivercrest. I think I've slept on Rivercrest this year. This year, and uh, mistakenly so. They're nine and zero, and looking back at their their games, man, they're 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 doing business. Yep, I agree. And then number five, I've got Robinson at seven and three. Okay, I've got my stu- my <laughs> my top five are the same as last week. I've got Stuttgart one, Shiloh two, Robinson at three, Rivercrest at four, and Nashville at five. And 
just so you know, I've had Rivercrest in my top five since yeah, week I, eight. I, and I thought about that when I was doing this. Matt, I, I was going to say, man, we've slept on – well, we haven't slept. I have. <laughs> Matt's had him up there, but he don't talk about him. <laughs> All right, so that will bring us into our ASI Spotlight game of the week for 4A. And our spotlight game this week is Ashdown going to – Ashdown 7-3 on the season. They're going to Ozark, going to the Hillbilly Country. Uh, Ozark is seven and three on the season as well. Um, Junk, tell us a little bit about this ball game here. I know you're big on the four, the, the seven oh, the, four a, the, the SEC, yeah, four a, as I like to say. So I don't have all the stats that you have, but here's my per- perception of this football game. All right, if Ashdown's at home with healthy players, I take the Panthers. Okay, at Ozark with, from what I understand, some quarantine issues. I'm going with Ozark by okay. three points. All right. You know, this is an interesting ball game because Ashdown's got a ton of athletes. Um, you look at that that playmaker, that dynamic playmaker, that sophomore Shamar Easter. He's a he's a matchup problem. Oh, that kid it didn't isn't he already uh, commit? I don't know that he's committed, but he's got an offer from Arkansas, right, or, right. Or, or offer from Kansas. Okay, he may not have committed yet then. But man, he's a handful no matter which classification you're playing. Sure. And then so – but, you know, Ozark on the other side, you look at them 7-3. and three, I believe I read their three losses on the season all come to teams that won their conference outright. And so they played Harrison a pretty tough ball game early in the season. Harrison, we saw them firsthand this year. They're a good ball club. You know, their, their quarterback, All-State quarterback – Harper Falkenberry had over 2,000 all-purpose yards a season ago. He's on he's on pace to match those numbers or exceed them this year. Um, running back Eli Massengill averages seven and a half yards a carry. Their all-state linebacker Keiston Dunning he had 150 tackles in 2019. Wow! Yeah, he leads their team defensively. I think this is going to be a heck of a ball game. I do think Ashdown is battling some COVID problems. I believe I read they've got 23 players out, and we don't know which one. And we don't. And and I think head coach said that. He expects all of them to be back on Friday except for seven, and I believe five of those are starters. So, for that reason, I'm going to go with Ozark in this one. I got Ozark by seven. Have you noticed, looking through Twitter and everything else, that Kansas offers everybody? They have offered a ton of Arkansas players. (laughs) You know, and I thought I started thinking about that. Why do we see Kansas offering everybody? But in no disrespect to any of the players that have been offered, in no disrespect to Kansas, but – you know, obviously, people aren't jumping up and down. D one or five star, four star athletes aren't jumping up and down to go to Kansas. I would imagine they probably offer considerably more than your top colleges because they have to believe that they're not going to get a large percentage of the kids they offer. That too, and their offensive coordinator has ties to Arkansas. Oh yeah, yeah he, he coached at Arkansas Tech, and so he he knows the state well, and he's got connections here, and so. I think he's getting in on some kids a lot sooner than maybe some of these other coaches are. Yeah, they offer these sophomores. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to get in early. Maybe I can get a scholarship. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into our lightning round for four A. We got D. Witt going to Shallow Christian, which is a four over a four hour trip for D. Witt. I got Shallow by forty two. Me too. Truman going to Malvern. I got Malvern by seventeen. Sixteen. Boxite going to Dumas. I got Dumas by twenty. Eight. Gosnell going to Darnell. I'm going to take the road team in this one. I've got Gosnell by four. Man, Matt, another one that – same as we just talked about before. I, you know, I, if you'd asked me five minutes later, I probably told you the opposite. I, I went Darnell with four, but it could be either way. Yeah. All right. I got Hamburg going to Stuttgart. I got the Rice Spurs by 27. The Rice Owls by 32. <laughs> 
got Mills just taking a short jaunt over to Robinson. Uh, got Robinson by 30. Well, they don't got to go far, do they? No, 30 minutes. Yeah, I picked Robinson by 29. But, you know, in this game here, I would like – this is a game I'd like to watch too. I think this could be a good first half. Yeah. I think Robinson pulls away. But Mills has, has played some good football this year. They have. And, you know, it crossed down rivalry. rivalry. Oh, yeah. They got yeah. something to prove. I, I'm with you. I think the first half will be entertaining. <laughs> they can take a nap after their pregame meal before they have to go to the cross town, whereas these teams that are traveling four hours – all right, next game you got Lamar going to Pocahontas. I think this is going to be a really good ball game too. I'm going to take the home team in this one. I got Pocahontas by six. I picked them by eight, but I'm the same way, man. Lamar's won some games. I just don't know how good Pocahontas really is. Right. But I, that's what I went with too. And Lamar's played – their two, two of their losses these last couple of weeks have been to really good football teams. They have. And they've played them close. Sure. So. All right, we've got Bald Knob going to Elkins. I got Elkins by 17. I've got Elkins by 12. Uh, yeah, I noticed you skipped over the Nashville game. Uh, or did you? I don't have it on my sheet. Oh, you don't have it? Well, I was just going to mention on the podcast that the reason we're not going to pick Nashville is because that game's already been oh, decided. That, and that's, that's why. A, yeah, that's why I don't have it because it's already it's a yeah, forfeit due forfeit. to COVID. That's right. That's what, two weeks in a row for Nashville that their opponents had to forfeit. Yeah, that's right. All right, so we got um, Arkadelphia going to Mina. I'm taking a road team in this one. I got Arkadelphia, the Badgers, by 10. This was a tough one because I think Mina's a really good football team and they're at home. But I did pick Arkadelphia by six. And who did you go with, Bald Knob at Elkins? I went with Elkins by 12. Who did you pick? Elkins by 17. Okay. All right, then we got Lone Oak going to Warren. This ought to be a good good contest too. I've got the Lumberjacks by 13. I've got Warren by 10. Pottsville going to Rivercrest. Rivercrest by 17. Rivercrest by 14. Well, Possible was one of those teams last week that really surprised me in their win over Fountain Lake. I think we both picked Fountain Lake in that ball game. And yeah. Possible come out and really just rolled them. If they weren't playing Rivercrest, yeah. they might be a fun one to pick. Got Blavel going to Prairie Grove. I got Prairie Grove by 13. I've got Prairie Grove by 16. I think Prairie Grove is one of these teams that we've that, that everybody sleeps on because they're in that conference up there. You Shallow. Know, you know, we're looking at Elkins. Elkins has got two losses. They lost to Shallow. And they lost to Prairie Girl. Well, right. guess what? Prairie Girl's got one. That's they right. lost to Shallow. I got them I'm picking my little bracket. I've got them going a little ways. All right, we got Gentry going to Monticello. The Billies, I got the Billies by 13. For some reason, I don't have that on here. Huh. I think I picked I picked Monticello Okay. Uh, in my uh, bracket. Yeah, I believe that's right. Who would you say they were playing? Uh, Gentry. I'll go Monticello by 10. Okay. And then cross it. Going to CAC, I've got the road team in this one. I got cross it by eight. Oh, I found it. It was <laughs> it was on a separate piece. Okay, so I've got Monticello by eight. Okay, and now I've got cross it by four. Okay, who'd you pick? I picked cross. I picked uh, cross it by eight. Okay, yep. I thought you might take CAC at that one. Well, I I went back and forth, and I think you know cross it. It's hard to get a gauge on them because they were one of those teams that didn't play very many ball Five games. games, and they played a they played a Magnolia team, which Greenbrier plays this week. To a really close, ball really game. close. They they were like four and one or five and one in their few games that they play. There, they might be pretty good. All right, that'll wrap us up for four A. We'll jump right into five A. I'll lead us off with five A. My top five this week stayed the same. I think Junk mixed his up a little bit due to a, a close ball game with Texarkana last week. So number one, I got PA. Number two, I've got Win. Three, Harrison. Four, Little Rock Christian, and I kept Texarkana, even though they won a close one, 28 to 24 against Alma. I kept Texarkana at five. So I've got PA win, Harrison, Christian, 
And then I took Dershkina out, and I just I've been a little wishy washy on them all year anyway. I didn't put them up there till late in the year. Actually, I guess last week after right. Morton lost. Man, you you can't beat Alma, who was. Uh, they were they were the eight seed two and no one and seven or no they won the last week didn't they beat uh, Clarksville yeah That's, so they finished two and no, uh, they, they beat they, Farmington they beat Farmington yeah so they finished two and seven in con- or on the year and then they go down to Texas County and Texas County beats them by four right man I took them out I I'm put I put Mom L up there okay okay. Well, that'll bring us into our spotlight game of the week for 5A. Man, Junk, we've talked about it all year. This is one of my favorite classifications, not just because Greenbrier is in it, but there's just so many different teams and so many good matchups, especially you look at it this week. And we could have gone a number of different directions on this game. But what we did, we picked Camden Fairview, 6-4 and four on the season, going to Harrison, going to Golden Goblin Country. They're 9-1 and one on the season. They're the one seed out of the West. What do you think about this game, Junk? So it's a great, it's a fun matchup. I don't know if it's a great matchup. I think it, it's going to go one of two ways, just like another game we're going to talk about. Right. I, I don't know if if Camden's going to go up there and just run away with it. Athletically, they might should, uh, but anytime Cole Keelan's in a football game, I'm interested in watching it. Sure, because he's he's just good. Yeah. You know, he throws well. He's he's an impressive thrower. He's a big kid and he runs the ball well. His stats are awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm gonna go uh Okay, so here's what I said. I said Harrison's probably a better team than Camden. Camden is without a doubt probably uh, without a doubt probably is without a doubt more athletic across the board than Harrison. With Keelon healthy and then being at home, I'm going with Harrison by six. Okay. I like to pick. I like to pick. You know, this is another one of those games, Junk, that you look at it. It's, it's over a four-hour trip for Camden. So that's another one of those trips we were talking about. It's it's hard to make that trip, get out, and be prepared to play a football game. You know, Camden comes into this matchup over after a dominant win last week in the first round, 58-14 over BB. Harrison had a bye as a one seed last week. The Cardinals – I was looking at this earlier today, Junk. The Cardinals have played four different quarterbacks this year. They've played four different quarterbacks. I think they've they've kind of rotated to try to find the right mix, and I think they finally settled on one as a sophomore. Martavius Thomas has been getting it done with his legs. They have over four ball carriers for the four bar four ball carriers this season have over five hundred yards on the ground for them. O line is anchored by uh, senior All State Jahil Welch. This kid benches over five hundred pounds. Wow! Yeah, he's a man. They're very physical and strong on the offensive line. Defensively, their All-State nose guard, Kyron Kidd, he's just a beast. He benches 450, squats 550. So here's – so okay, so give me your pick, and then I want to ask you a question. Okay, so where I was going with this, Keelan is – I mean, he's just – he's put this team on his shoulders all year. He's carried them offensively. He's thrown for over 2,200 yards. He's rushed for over 900 yards, 39 total touchdowns. They go as he goes. I'm going with the home team this one, Junk. I'm going Harrison by three. And here's my question, because there's so many reasons why we shouldn't go that way. But there's also reasons why we should. You know, Camden Fairview – okay, let's look, so, so, so look at this. Harrison goes down and beats Magnolia early in the season. Magnolia puts the ball on the ground like three or four times, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And Harrison beats him by seven. Mm-hmm. Camden Fairview beats Magnolia like stepchildren. Like 42 to 6 or something. Absolutely domination. Yeah. 
But then what happens? Texarkana beats Kenton Fairview. Yeah. Along with a couple other. Right. Just funny losses. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, and so it's like, and then you, then you see Texarkana and Alma and you're just like, that's why I was telling a buddy of mine, Corey Keith, who's down in, in Magnolia. He was asking about the Greenbrier game. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. I told him, I don't get your conference. Right. I, I can't figure it out. Sure. Like, I want to say, man, Texarkana 5-0 and coming through the season. They're top five. But then I, I want to say, man, Magnolia's watching them on film. They're electric. All right. But they just got dominated by Fairview. So, I just I just don't know. I don't get it. Well, and I, I don't want to talk – no disrespect to Cameron Fairview's coach. He may be a dynamic, great coach. I really don't know anything about him. But I do know Harrison's football coach, and I do know they'll be very well prepared. Coach Wells does a tremendous job with these guys. They're, they're coached up every single week. They're game planned every single week. And I think he'll have a – I think he'll have a game plan defensively, even though they're not very good against the run. Yeah. You know, Greenbrier ran the ball for almost 400 yards against them. Right. I do, Should have won the ball game. I do think he'll have them schemed up against Camden because they're so one-dimensional. That's why I went with Harrison. And, and I mean, I I picked him too. Yeah. I picked him too. Don't get me wrong. But I, I don't understand why somebody down that conference couldn't take the the reins and just yeah. win. Well, it wouldn't have been nice too if they would have got to play all their conference games. Right. We'd have had a better feel of it. You know, if we could have seen Magnolia and Tershikenna. Right. Or, or Lakeside Magnolia. You know, or, yeah, like, is it Lakeside? Yeah, yep, Lakeside yep. Magnolia. All right. Well, I won't keep any more. Keep going. All right. So, our lightning round, 4-5-A. Great match up here. Whitehall going two baseful. I'm going Whitehall in this one. I'm going to road team by 10. I picked the same. I picked Did Whitehall you? by four. Okay. Yeah. Valonia, big win last week against Watson Chapel. You know, I, I doubted them last week. I picked Watson Chapel to win that ball game. Valonia come in and just absolutely dominated that game. I think they had two punt returns for touchdowns, turned the ball, turned Watson Chapel over five times, beat them 60 to 21. Yeah. I mean, just dominated that football game. They're going to a good lakeside team who is the one seed in the South. I'm going to go with Valonia in this one. <laughs> I am too, Matt. And Valonia is another team that's hard to figure out because. You know, you would think a team like that when losing a really, really good quarterback would suffer. Mm-hmm. But they've actually played, I don't want to say better, but, you know, there were times in the year I thought Valonia was just okay. Right. And uh, then we play them, and I'm like, well, they're better than I thought they were. Of course, that rivalry game is hard to tell anything. But sure. the week before, they were beating Moulton late in the game. That's right. And so I thought last week, you know, they're playing the team out of that central cl- that conference that's pretty good. They'll probably probably get beaten, man. Like you said, they come out and just absolutely dominate. So I'm I'm gonna hang with them. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt this week. And uh, Lakeside was on a bye. Well, and you you know another thing about this junk, and it may be a little bit of, of the West bias coming out in me because I just that Texarkana game against Alma threw me for a loop last week. So I really don't know how good the South is. I I don't either, and that's just like we were talking about, you know, with that Fairview Harrison Greenbrier Magnolia. It's hard to go into this. You know, especially as fans, not just picking, but going into it thinking, well, how should we match up? Sure. We just don't know. We, we don't. We really don't know. We've had the benefit of the doubt seeing the West teams week in and week out, and we just, we're just we just kind of guessing coming. Yeah, and they've played so few games down there. Right. All right, so I'll jump us into a, the next matchup was Clarksville, a big win last week, uh, going to Little Rock Christian. I've got Little Rock Christian by 14. I got him by 24. Farmington, big win last week over Valley View, um, going to PA. Got PA by 28. I got them by 35. Our Panthers of Greenbrier traveling to Magnolia to take on the Panthers. This is a homer pick. I'm going Greenbrier by six. 
The Homer pick. So I hate to be a guy that has a podcast <laughs> but can't get over his Homerness. <laughs> but I really think that that we have a chance to go down there and win this football game. I've got us picked by eight. I think that I told like I told my buddy Corey today in Magno, one of two things are gonna happen. The same thing with with Moulton, I mean uh, Harrison. Either we're gonna go down there and they're gonna absolutely run us out of Magnolia. Or it's going to be a close game. Right. If we can contain their run, keep them between the tackles because they're fast. Yes. And we're not exceptionally fast. Yeah. Um, then we've got a, ch- a chance on defense. I don't think they can stop us, our offense. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing that I look at in this game is if we can control the line of scrimmage like we have the entire season. That's right. Everybody we've faced, we've been able to run the football on. Right. And I know Magnolia's big, strong, physical, and athletic up front. They run a four-man front. I've watched film on them tirelessly this week um they they are good defensively but i think we can run the ball on them we are going to have to mix in the pass some this week we can't throw the ball six times seven times a ball game and beat a team like magnolia we're gonna have to right we're gonna have to mix it up yeah we've got to throw the football and like you said the the, the key to this game the number one key to this game is containing the edge we've got to set the edge 100 defensively and if we can do that that's the reason I pick Green Burma six. Well, and and, and I know you won't say this because he's yours, uh, but I will brag on him. You know, Cooper Wilcox played a quarter and four, three and a half minutes or so last week and was six for six for 118 yards, four touchdown passes. Cooper is playing the best I've ever seen him play at the right time of the year. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Cooper had to miss some games early due to quarantine and then – the following week after the quarantine, he's out. I mean, he's not out. The team's off for a bye. Then we go to Morton. He hadn't played in a month. And we just don't play very well as a team. And then it takes him a couple of weeks to really get comfortable again. It's I'm telling you, watching him the last couple of weeks versus early in the season, it's like watching a complete different quarterback. He's just gained confidence and he's yes. comfortable. Even getting hit last week, he got hit throwing a ball over the middle to, to a receiver in the end zone. It was like he never had any concern at all. And so I really believe if we'll give him the opportunity to throw the ball and, and you know, mix it up a little bit, that we have a chance to beat this Magnolia team. All right, let's go ahead to the next game. It'll be Maumel. What a game this is going to be, Junk. Maumel going to win. The Yellow Jackets are kind of one of those teams that uh, people have penciled in for the finals. Um Watch out for this small male bunch. They're loaded with talent. They've got a three or four D one guys on this team. They've got a couple of them that are highly taught, how touted. Yeah, this and, and their defensive line. They've got a dude on their defensive line that is an absolute stud, and which makes it hard to do what Wynn does, which is predominantly run the football. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but he can't be everywhere. That's right. That's right. I do think Wynn, uh, even though they lost their their fullback last week, I believe. Um, I believe Wynn's going to come out with a very close win. I've got the Yellow Jackets picked by one. I got them picked by five, but I'm like you. I think this is going to be a good game. I do too. All right, and then our last matchup for 5A, we got Moralton, the Devil Dogs, going to Texarkana. We've already talked about the Texarkana ball game from last week. Moralton come out and just dominated Hope last week, um, another team from the south. I got Moralton picked by 10. I got the road team in this one, John. I got Moulton picked as well, and I just turned my page without looking at the score. I got him picked by six. Let me tell you, I wish we were going to Texarkana <laughs> Friday. After that Alma win? I'd, well, that, and I'd be real close to my parents' house, and we can take the interstate all the way to Texarkana. Get some more of that mama's home cooking. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was a great – and I'll mention this. 
I had a great weekend. You know, we had a great game Friday night. Got up, me and Clint, Saturday morning at 3 o'clock in the morning, went down, spent the entire weekend with my family. It was awesome. I ate way too much good food. I did harvest the great elusive monarch, the <laughs> whitetail buck. Uh, so I was real fortunate there. I saw pictures. I yeah, saw pictures. So uh, we had a great weekend. I'm, I got to get Clint on one now, though. I, I just knew yesterday we were gonna we were gonna get a get a, a doe or a small buck. I got to tell you this real quick before we move on. So the teacher from Spring Hill Elementary calls me yesterday morning, and she says, uh, "Mr. McJunkins," I said, "Yes, this Matt." She said, um, "This is so and so at Spring Hill Elementary. Um, we were just calling to check on Clint." Uh, to make sure he was okay. And I'm sure they're doing this because of all the COVID stuff. They, they're, you know, with the tracing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I said, well, Clint has buck fever. <laughs> and I, I took him to the only facility I knew for treatment. But I'm working on getting him healed. <laughs> I, told, I told Madden's of him yesterday. I said, you know, I thought about that. I, I think she knew I was kidding. Yeah. But I thought I just know I'm gonna I'm gonna open up Facebook tonight and there's gonna be a prayer vigil for Clint. <laughs> <laughs> That's good oh, stuff. Man. That's good stuff. Well, all right. Well, that'll bring us into the sec, uh, section of our podcast where we recognize our ASI Player of the Week for Week Ten. So this was our final um, presentation for our Player of the Week pr- um, program that we run. We were able to go back to Greenbrier this week uh, to give it to a young man that I've had the pleasure of coaching since he was in the third grade kid is a hard-nosed football player um he will hit you in the mouth he's had four or five plays this year where he's come up and everybody in the stands stood up um he's not afraid of contact he plays a safety position you know against our rival Valonia, he had eight tackles he also um had a forced fumble that that probably changed the complexion of the ball game that gave us the momentum to go in and score um, Shannon Howard, uh, number 40 for Greenbrier Panthers, was our Week 10 Fault, uh, Faulkner County Player of the Week. So congratulations to Shannon. Great kid, great young man, and I uh, want to wish him well in the playoffs this week. You know, that's one thing I notice about Shannon is is how he hits people. You don't see that a lot in high school kids. And, and that hit he put on the receiver in Bologna, I mean, how could you not fumble? And, and you, mean, and you know, Junk – <clears throat> even in third grade, he was that way in third yeah. grade. He's one of those kids that has never been af- afraid of contact. And he's not a big kid. He's not. I mean, I, I remember in the fifth grade Super Bowl, which is crazy, but I remember it like it was yesterday, one of the second or third plays from game of the game, Austin Austin Myers, the quarterback for Valonia, the D1 commit, we're playing them in fifth grade. He throws a little swing pass to Jameson Hinesley, and Shannon comes at, up and absolutely – destroys just dominate he did and and i want to say too you know we're obviously big fans of Greenbrier, especially this week it kind of comes it's coming out but we do we don't pick this me and mag do not pick this this is voted on that's right and so you know we've had winners from every single school in the in the in the county yeah so just just wanted to throw that out there that we weren't just picking because he's a Greenbrier kid i mean it's he's an impressive young man that's right all right well let's jump into 6a um 6a top five junk won't you lead us off the old Bulldogs at Greenwood don't think they've not been number one since we started. Yeah. Since <laughs> they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, they are. Uh, number two, Lake Hamilton. They're nine and one. Uh, they are probably you know the close. You know they played Greenwood fairly close uh, for the for a couple of weeks ago. I believe it was that was for that championship of that conference. 
Um, and that, I guess that would be the West. There's two conferences in, uh, in 6A. So uh, Parkview, number three, also in that, that tough conference. Benton, number four. Unfortunately, you know, it hated to see Man. Benton not get to play Friday night. Their coach just said, you know, I think they had 36, 33, something like that, players out. Entire offensive line. He just said, I, I just – can't see a scenario where we can play this game safely. Right. And it's cost them their season. Yeah. And you hate to see that to such a good football team. Uh, then number five, I got Sylvan Hills. Okay. Well, I've got Greenwood at one. I've got actually got Parkview at two, which I had there last week. I got Lake Hamilton at three. I've got Sylvan Hills at four. And I moved Benton to five. And man, you just, you hate it for those kids. You hate it for those seniors. I believe we had five teams last week that had to cancel their season due yeah. to COVID. And already seeing more this week. Yeah, that's right. So. Uh, I kept Benton at five because I do think they're the fifth best team in 6A. And so that'll bring us into our ASI Spotlight Game of the Week for 6A. We've got the Parkview Patriots 8-1 and on the season, going to Sylvan Hills Bears 8-3 and on the season. What do you think about this game, John? It ought to be a dandy. You know, and, and I know that you're a Sylvan Hills believer, and you've been right, right up to the – you know, every week you've picked them But I believe that this is a story of two different conferences that are a lot different. And you know, with this kind of this conversation kind of started when Sylvan Hills and Jonesboro played mm-hmm. pretty much for the conference, and it was a close game if I remember. Right, a couple points, yeah. a few points. Well, you saw what happened to Jonesboro against a middle of the pack West Van Buren team Friday night. They got blown out. Yeah, and I really don't think that Sylvan Hills can play with Parkview. You know, I. I so I, anyway, I, I think that Parkview is just. It's just too good, especially offensively. I mean, they've got some weapons. We've got a quarterback that's a hog. Yeah, he's that a right? hog commit. That's right. Uh, I got, I got, I got Parkview going by seventeen. Oh wow, you yeah. got a big win for Parkview. You know, I have junk. I have been a Sylvan Hills believer. Uh, I think what you know, what Coach Chris Hill has done with that program in just a year's time. You know, we Greenberg scrimmaged them preseason, um, and they didn't look very impressive. But we've saw we've seen them each week. They've learned this right. offense. They've learned how to run this offense. And defensively, they're playing really good football, only giving up 15 points a game. I have been a believer um, in those guys. But let me tell you something. Parkview is absolutely loaded with talent. They're absolutely loaded. Man, they're good. You know, they got six They got six athletes on this team that have D1 commits. Six. Yeah. And so you, you – know, and, and I have to say, too, I, I can't blame you for the Sylvie because you've also been a big believer in Parkview. I have, I have. I've, I've put them up in uh, ahead of Lake Hamilton last week in my in my rankings. You know, Landon Rogers, he's a he's a dude. A kid six five. He's impressive. Two thirty. He runs a four five forty. He can sling it. He gets it done on the ground and through the air. The running back, James Joyner, he's got an offer from the Razorbacks as well. Kid's six foot, two hundred ten pounds. Runs a four four. I mean, these are SEC caliber caliber athletes for Parkview. Um, they got another sophomore running back, Willie Eccles. He's got 4-4 speed. He's been offered by Memphis. I, I just don't think Sylvan Hills has that type, that no. caliber of athlete. I, Who, just, I don't know anybody that does right. other than maybe a Bryant. You know. <laughs> right. So tell me this. How old is the, is the quarterback a senior? He's a senior, yeah. So he'll be on the hill next year? He will be. 6'5". 6'5", 220, 230, something Runs like that. Runs a 4'5". Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so you got him that's that's been offered by the Hogs and's committed. The running back's been offered by the Hogs. You got the the tight end Aaron Outley. I don't know if he'll play this week. He's been out with injury, but I've heard that he might come back this week. He's been offered by the Hogs, and so I think with all that being said, Parkview's just going to be too much. 
in a close ball game, I've got it closer than what you do. I think Sylvan Hills is going to ball control them, try to keep it away from them because they, they know how dynamic they are. I've got Parkview by three. The ones that haven't been offered by Arkansas were offered by Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our lightning round is short and sweet for 6A as we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. We got Mountain Home, the Bombers, in a big win last week over the Zebras of Pine Bluff. Mountain Home going to Greenwood. I've got Greenwood by 27. You know, this is a rematch, and, you know, Greenwood handled business the first time. I, I really can't see Mountain Home playing with them, although I do love the way Mountain Home. You talk about a team that plays with some guts. I think they're going to give it every – I have no doubts they're going to give everything they have to Greenwood, but I, I got Greenwood by 19. Okay. Got Marion going to Van Buren. I've got Van Buren by 13. I got him by 24. I got El Dorado going to Lake Hamilton. I've got Lake Hamilton by 17. I, I've got Lake Hamilton by 24, but I have to say, and, and I don't know the cause of this, but, you know, that Lake Hamilton, that wasn't a very sexy win over Sheridan. I wonder – I'm wondering if maybe they didn't pull some players – just because of, you know, to, to pr- preserve their, you know, their health, maybe try to keep, prevent some injuries. But that you'd expect them to go out and roll over Sheridan, and yeah. they did not. Well, and, too, I, I believe I heard that they their quarterback, their starting quarterback from the first week of the season came yeah. back last week off of a – he broke his collarbone. And Sheridan's? So, yeah, no, Lake Hamilton. Really? And so, you know, maybe maybe inserting him into the yeah. mix threw, threw off their, their rhythm yeah. a little bit. Maybe maybe a little worse – until he gets better. Sure. Yeah, I get it. I get it. All righty. Well, that'll uh, that'll bring us into our final classification. Hold on. Oh, boy. Carl. Here we go. What yes, are the, sir. What are the best four years of an LSU Tigers life? What's that? The third grade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you keep them coming with LSU. I love it, dude. <laughs> I love it. Keep them coming. He's been trying to stop you the last three Man, weeks. Yeah, not not what, against LSU, baby. Keep them coming. I, I read some that I'm embarrassed to have read, <laughs> and I would never ever make this show. But I was I was read after I read them. Oh me. All right. So seven A, our top five for seven A. I've got the exact same that I've had since week eight. I've got Bryant number one in the state, Bentonville number two. North Little Rock, three, Conway, four, and Cabot at number five. Same here, man. All the way. Yeah. I think this classification is pretty cut and dry. And, I, I, you know, barring a, a huge upset, I think you're going to see those top four teams in the semifinals. So our spotlight game of the week this, this week is Cabot, seven and three, going up to the northwest part of the state, going to Bentonville, um, who's 10 and 0 in the season. Junk, talk to us a little bit about this ball game. I mean, you know, Cabot's a really good football team, and it seems that they have a huge matchup every single week of their season. And it's just due to their conference. Mm-hmm. You know, that conference is so good, and it's just like murderer's row every week. Right. And then you get in the playoffs, same deal. You know, they – they uh, who did they play Friday night? Mm. I don't remember. I didn't have it written down. But they, you know, they got they take care of business Friday night. They they beat Rogers forty eight fifteen. Yeah, they 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 played well Friday night, and they got to turn around this week and play the, at least the second best team in in seven A. So, you know, I'm gonna go with uh, with Bentonville. I think they're the real deal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick them by twenty four. Okay. Uh, you know, looking at this game, I think Cabot's gonna come in with a chip on their shoulder. Um, 
they've heard about Bentonville and everybody's penciling penciling them in as number two and they want to see the Bentonville and the Bryant matchup. I think Cabot comes in with a chip on their shoulder. Their all state quarterback Tyler G, you know, he's committed to UCA. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. He's thrown for over twenty four hundred yards. Actually he threw for twenty four hundred yards last year. He's thrown for twenty five hundred this year. Wow. So he's a good player. He'll keep them in it offensively. Man, Bentonville's defense they're as good as advertised. They they have two of the best inside linebackers in the state. What a tandem they've got. You know, I, I read this stat and it blew me away. They got senior Cole jo- seniors Cole Joyce and Keegan Steinspring are their two inside linebackers. Joyce is 220 pounds, runs a 4-440, and runs anchor for the 4 by 100 relay test. That's called a choo-choo train. <laughs> I would not want to be in front of that man. Oh, and didn't you tell me earlier that Bentonville has mercy ruled? Yes, they've mercy they've mercy ruled every single conference, conference game. Conference game. So, you know, and you can look at that one of two ways. They really hadn't been pushed this year. No, and but Bryant hasn't mercy ruled every game. Right. And so, I think – A little different conference. I think Cabot will keep it close. And then at the end, I think Bentonville will pull away. I've got Bentonville by 20. I like it. All right, so our lightning round four seven a it's short and sweet as well. We got Harbor going to Bryant. I've got Bryant by thirty one. I got Bryant by thirty three. Okay, Central going to. Do we talk about that that game? How Central no. won that ball game? Oh, oh, you're talking about how they won the game. Like, yeah. oh man, tough deal, tough deal there. Yeah, I think it, for those of you that haven't seen it, and if, if you haven't, you've been living under a rock. So, Fayetteville had the ball fourth and 32 with about five seconds left in the ball game. There was about a second differential between the play, right, play right. clock and the game clock. And uh, to take a knee, the quarterback for Fayetteville takes a snap. Instead of wasting any time, he directly takes a knee with two seconds left yeah. on the clock. So, it's running down, and he takes it at five. That's right. And kneels it too. And it gives Central the ball back on, like, what, the 20-yard yeah, line? Yeah, it's about 20-yard line. It and wasn't far. So, it gives them the ball back. With enough time to run one play, they kick the field goal to win the ball game. Yeah, and, and, and that comes down to one thing. That coach should have told that quarterback, don't do anything. Just run around. Even no, it, even no, if, no, don't do anything. Let the play, let the play clock well, go out true, just and take there. the penalty. Yeah. Then you're down to one second, and all you do is snap the ball. That's it. You know, there's there's so many things that they could have done different in that situation. Oh, don't you know they're just kicking themselves, too? Those seniors, man, I feel so bad for those guys. I feel bad for the players because yeah. – and I don't want to beat up on the coach either, but it's his fault. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all the coach's fault. He he should have told his players to let that clock run out. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can't, leave, you can't leave a situation like that in the hands of a 17-year-old kid. That's right. That's true. Right. Yeah. Who, who has never practiced that play? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, with that being said, Central did win the ball game uh, in heartbreaking fashion for Fayetteville. So, Central goes to Conway this week. Um, Conway's playing extremely well offensively. I've got Conway by 28. I got Conway by 28 also. Okay. And then we got Catholic going to North Little Rock. I got North Little Rock by 17. I have North Little Rock by 27. So, a little bit more convincing win there. You know, that that will if that all bears true – that will give you Bryant versus Conway in the semis. Uh, that'll be a rematch where Bryant handled Conway pretty pretty handily in Week Ten, and then you'll have Bentonville uh, facing off against North Little Rock. So, be fun. It'll be our top four. Kind of what we expected. Yeah. All right. So, guys. hey, Carl, what you know? Do you know what the first thing an LS an LSU grad says to an Arkansas grad? What's that? Would you like that large size? <laughs> That's just wrong. <laughs> oh my word, dude. 
Oh man, that's good. So a little bit about UCA. UCA's got a got they got a tough one this week. They got a tough one. But first, I wanted to ask. I haven't talked to you about this, and I've seen you all all day today. But how was the family reunion? It was great. It was great. We had did some, you guys? Did you guys hug? And and was it awkward? We had some cupcakes and did you held hands? It was it was yeah wonderful. How how were your parents' reaction when they met their grandchild for the first time? Twenty two years old. It was it was pretty awkward. <laughs> was it awkward? <laughs> Well, he had a good game. He <laughs> caught four passes for 25 yards. He, you know, he didn't score, but not many scored from Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. You know, fortunately, UCA won, which is what we wanted, even though we were glad to see that Junior was able to have a good game. <laughs> so, UCA goes out. Let me tell you this, though. UCA got the big win. They were they were picked to win. Uh, they they split the series with Eastern Kentucky 1-1. Braylon Smith was out due mm. to, uh, from what I understand, quarantined. Allowed Luke Hells to get a start. You know, he, he's played some good ball since he's been there. Greenwood Bulldog. Yeah, and he's played a lot of good football. I say a lot. When he's had the opportunity, he's played good football. He was 20 for 32 for 324 yards. Two TDs, two interceptions. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hudson, another good week, man. Eight catches, 154 yards, and a touchdown. Winningham also had a touchdown reception, 77 yards. I think both those kids you'll see playing on Sunday – It'd be, uh, yeah, they're special. Yeah, they, they are. really are. Um, Wilcox Jr., like I said, four catches for 25 yards for the Colonels. Uh, so this coming week, Bears are going to have their hands full with uh, Lafayette. The Raging Cajuns. You know, they're ranked. They're an FBS school for one in the Sun Belt, and they're ranked 25th. They're the best team in Louisiana. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and y'all say my jokes are mean. You know what's funny about your joke is it's probably true. That is true. That's right. That's right. It's probably true. And we've heard some certain people from down that area talk about how we weren't the best team in Arkansas a lot. That's right. So we've heard the jokes. We have heard the jokes. Speaking of jokes, Carl. Yes. How many LSU fans does it take to change a light bulb? How many? One hundred thousand. <laughs> so it only it actually only takes one to change the the light bulb, but then 99,999 to stand around and talk about how good the old bulb used to be. <laughs> I actually like that one. Yeah, that was that good. That was pretty good. That was good. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, before we get this deal done, uh, the Red Wolves. Yep. You know, they didn't play Saturday because of uh, COVID. Right. Man, it was such a good opportunity, too. You know, they've, they've just kind of been through the gauntlet of good mm-hmm. teams in the Sun Belt this year. After beating a Kansas State team. Uh, but they didn't get to play ULM Saturday. But they are going to go to San Marcos this weekend and play the 1-9 and nine Texas State. Whatever they are. I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, You're too I, busy looking up LSU jokes. I know, what. <laughs> hey, you, know, you know, with my head swelling the way it did. You know, oh. I, had to, I had a lot of ice this weekend trying to get my swelling down in my head. It didn't work. <laughs> but uh, ASU's favored by five and a half. You know, can we listen to the crystal ball one more time? I will, I will play it for you one more time, then let's wrap this thing up. Cause okay. I, don't, I, don't I don't know what to do with my hand. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do with my hand. After y'all see my pick from last week, we're going to talk about a little bit. You're going to call me Crystal Ball. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. You know what I'm talking about? 
There you go, buddy. Wilcox, if there you ain't first, you last. There you go. I just want to tell you good luck <laughs> for Friday night. I appreciate that. What, what do we have, about four games difference? In that, yeah, there oh, weren't many. Was, you know, there weren't many. I think you might have been looking over my shoulder when he was picking. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap us up for this week's episode of Between the Mats. Uh, again, thanks thanks a lot, guys, oh, for tuning in. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, we're having so much fun doing oh, yeah. this. This is a blast. It has been so fun. And yeah. I, I hope you guys can feel our, our the way we are with each other here. You know, we we do we are good friends, and we do gig each other any chance we get. Absolutely. But we, Some we, more we than are, others. Yeah. But, but it all is all in fun. Absolutely. I, my head is a little swollen. <laughs> Well, you know, he, Wilcox, he told me Friday night at the football game, he said, I might be be- beating Wilcox this week. I might be beating Wilcox this it's week. It's hard to call. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, it's hard to call a football game when you're looking Check at score. Oh, <laughs> no doubt. Hey, I, was da- I, was, I was down there running change. The Where, where's the first down, Mark? He's over on the 30. <laughs> looking at his phone. Oh, man. All right, man. Hey, great, week. great week, Carl. Thanks for all your help. Hey, man. Good job, guys. All right. We'll check y'all later. Night. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox. Produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats.